0: Welcome back to to 9to5Photographer, the podcast to help you get more shoots, make more money and spend more time doing the things you love. And if you're a wedding photographer and you'd like to book more weddings in 2023, then this is an episode for you. Kate Storey runs Book More Brides with her husband, Nick. And today we're going to hear from her some of the real techniques that you can apply to your website, to your sales process, to how you view the concept of selling your art. And all of this is with a view to Book More Brides. Now, this isn't a skirt around the edges episode. Instead, this is a stack of real takeaway actions that you can apply to your business right now. This episode was recorded a while ago, but that doesn't change any of the content in here. Kate's amazing and she's passionate about what her and Nick do. But don't just take my word for this. Instead, come with me as we hop across the Atlantic and speak right now to Kate's story. hey welcome to this episode of the podcast thank you for being here how are you today
1: I'm wonderful thank you so much Simon excited to uh, kick off kind of a, a fresh new season now that uh, fall is here uh, here in the United States this is uh, the time when all of all the kids are, are back in school and and here where I live in Michigan uh, the seasons really start to change the uh, the leaves are starting to turn colors and all of that so it's it's a really fun time of year and kind of a nice time of year to really think about refreshing our our business uh the way that we look at our business it's it's not just a start of the school year for uh children but maybe a way to kind of restart our our business year as well
0: Awesome. Uh, and you mentioned children a couple of times there. Do you have children yourself?
1: I do. Yes. Uh, my husband, Nick, and I, we have four children. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, we have, uh, yes, our, our oldest uh, just crossed into the teen years. She is 13 and uh, they run down to our youngest is four. So uh, so we're running the gamut there uh, between um, still teaching, you know, uh, ABCs and and you know, temper tantrums to uh, teenage temper tantrums. So it's it's quite a fun time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll carry on for a few more years yeah, as well. That's, know, we've got that's some time. awesome. <laughs> okay. Now Kate, you're very much plugged into the whole wedding industry. I mean not just photographers and filmmakers, but the whole wedding industry as a whole. So so you're well placed to understand You know more about how it all works, but can you tell us in a nutshell what it is that your that your service provides, what your business does?
1: Yes, absolutely. So uh, my husband Nick and I are the co-owners of Bookmore Brides, and this is a business that's actually been around for uh, over ten years. uh, But Nick and I were just able to uh, to take ownership of it recently. And the way that the business has really grown and made a name for itself over time, and we're continuing that mission, is to make sure that wedding business owners have an opportunity to really learn how to grow their marketing and sales knowledge so making sure that uh, that you're learning how to really get found online making sure that you're able to book those couples much more easily so we focus more on the business side of things and helping you to grow your business rather than say the technical aspects of photography or running a venue but we do help uh, we do help wedding business owners of, of all stripes uh, across many different areas uh, but with the singular focus of helping uh, in the marketing and sales area.
0: why is it that marketing and sales in particular is an area that's, well, first of all, that's passionate to you, but also an area that you think photographers and filmmakers need to develop in some ways?
1: Absolutely. Well, my background actually is in marketing and uh, public relations communications. That is that is my my trained background and where I come from, just like many people in the wedding industry. You know, I had I had a, a career prior to this where I worked in on the agency level, corporate level, all those kinds of things with large and small organizations. Um, But I've really found that uh, there are some very consistent uh, parts of marketing and business that are really important for business owners to know and to understand in order to be the best at what they do. Because we we Mm. truly believe that as a, as a wedding professional, as a professional photographer, you are great at what you do. You have the technical skills, you are learning these things to, to be the best photographer that you can be, but sometimes you might need a little bit of help on the business side and making sure that you're able to get in front of not only more couples, but the right kinds of couples and making sure that you are doing uh, the activities and the, the really solid time-tested principles, as well as bringing in some of those newer methods to be able to stand out in a crowded marketplace, but also to bring in more of your ideal couples you want to work with.
0: I see. Okay. Now I'm just thinking about certainly some of the wedding photographers that I know, uh, and the attitudes of some wedding photographers, not all wedding photographers, but they might sort of feel like if their art is good enough, then they don't need to be skilled at all in the actual selling side of their business. What would you say to someone who might have that opinion?
1: Well, I I first tell them they're not alone. We actually hear this quite a lot, especially, I think, when it comes to photography and even videography. We've worked with several videographers as well uh, who, who kind of have this this feeling as well, because I think especially in this medium, what you are producing is art and i think a lot of, of photographers and videographers really see this as as an expression of their their artistic personality their creative side right and it can feel mm. very hard to be able to sell it you know especially if you are not mm. very comfortable with sales it can feel like you're selling your art and and almost in some ways like almost selling out right it's i think some some mm. uh artists yeah. you know feel that way But the thing is, is when you can uh, and if I'm jumping too far into this, you know, just let me know. But what it really comes down to is we have to realize that we are gifted at you are gifted at what you do as a photographer. But we have to see that that gift and that art that we create on the other side of the lens there on, you know, behind the lens is that we are providing this as an opportunity to make our couple's wedding day better we are giving this them this long lasting legacy of you know and this mm. record of their day and depending on how artistic you know you you tend to to approach your photography style we still have to understand that that what you produce is something that has value and it is valuable mm-hmm. and that is worth something it is worth more than just the mm. art itself it is worth you being able to be properly compensated for it, being able to receive payment for that. And that that is not, uh, you know, taking that doesn't detract from the artistic side. It's a mutual, it's a mutual give and take between the couples that you work with, you are providing them with your your artistic eye and your skill, and therefore they are they are showing you that they value that by compensating you because you have provided them with this artistic uh, review and record of their wedding day.
0: And understanding as well the fact that many brides and grooms, when they're looking for a photographer, they'll probably come across the website first of all. Do you see areas of improvement for a lot of photographers and filmmakers websites things they can be doing to attract more and the right kinds of of couples
1: Absolutely I think probably the the biggest the biggest area of improvement would be the images that you're using and making sure that they mm-hmm. have a clear and consistent uh, look to them, making sure that we're not confusing our couples by having, uh, you know, if if you are a, a very, you tend to take more artistic sides that have a perhaps a, a darker, moodier uh, feel to them. But then, you know, you can you can flex in that way, and, and also provide some some bright and airy shots, things that are more candid rather than, uh, you know, lightly posed or or specifically styled. And if we have both of those images on our website, it's going to throw our couples into confusion because they're going to say, well, wait a second. What kind of images am I going to get? It makes it very difficult for our couples to understand what it is that we truly provide for them and how we are able to Mm -hmm. help them to give them the end result of how they want their wedding photos to look. So, uh, and I do have a very specific example of this if, if you'd like me to share that.
0: Go for it, yeah. Okay,
1: so as an example, uh, we have two different students currently in one of our programs. And uh, the first uh, set is a, a husband and wife team, and they tend to have that more artistic style in their photography. They, uh, they prefer to, and this is because this is not only their style that they like to to work in, but also this is what they have discovered that their couples appreciate. The ones that hire them, this is what they like. Uh, Very artistic, um, very, very deep colors, jewel tones. You know, it's, it's, you can use the, the, the sunlight and everything. They do, you know, take some of those things into account, but overall it has a a deeper and moodier feel to their, to their imagery. But take, contrast that with, with another photographer that we work with, uh, she prefers to work in that light and bright and airy style where she uses the natural light and really enhances that in her photographs. So her photographs tend to be very, very brightly toned. You know, it really uh, it shows off, you know, the I mean, the dresses are, are nearly glowing. And and really she takes that all into play, not only in, in her photography, but also, you know, the editing, those two things work together, correct? But using those things together can you imagine if a bride comes to a website and you have the one husband and wife photographer of this very deep style on her on their website and the very next image underneath it is this light and bright and airy style they're going to say wait a second which which one do they do Mm. is it is it the deep dark and moody and as soon as we create that kind of confusion for our couples they're gone. They're going to go off in search of finding someone who can make it clear that, yes, this is what I do. This is the result you're going to have. Let's connect.
0: I see. Okay. And how about other areas of of a photographer's website? I'm thinking as well about some of the, like, you know, the about me section. And some photographers will have one and some people don't have one. And some that do have one, maybe they've got a picture of themselves and maybe they don't have a picture of themselves because they don't really want to be, on that page what would you say to those people
1: yes so and and this is something that i think we as an industry really have to understand it's very very important to understand that we are not the heroes here we are not the ones uh, while we do obviously want our couples to know about us and couples do care about wanting to know about us and who we are and whether or not we're going to be easy to work with we have to make sure that the bulk of our especially the homepage the bulk of our homepage and our website is focused on our couples and the type of experience that they're going to have and the type of end product essentially with you know with their photographs the end product that they're going to be receiving and how this is going to benefit them and I think when when we actually I know, for certain, when we take a very me based approach, this is the style I like to do. This is who I am, what I do. Uh, and, and I've seen, you know, it's it's not uncommon to see some photographers listing out like the type of equipment that they use. But here's the thing, our clients, our couples don't know these things. That's why they're hiring a photographer. They don't they don't know about our equipment, you know, and, and I it, if I can be so bold to say, They don't care. (laughs) They just want to know that you're going to. And I, I don't say that to be unkind. I mean, they they truly care at the end of the day about making sure that you're going to be able to capture their wedding day in the style and with the images that they are truly looking to get. So we have to really think about what is it that we are What type of information are we sharing with our couples that is going to help them understand that we understand them, we understand their true desire and what it is that they're really looking to get when they hire us? Because it's not our equipment and it's not what type of coffee we like to drink. (laughs) It's what type of images we are going to provide for them and what kind of an experience they're going to have when they choose us.
0: But then at the same time, surely a bride and groom, while they might want to have a photographer who's going to be giving them good images, they do surely also want to, a photographer that's not going to be making a fool of themselves, not going to be flirting with the bridesmaids, for example, oh, yeah. not going to be in, inappropriate or anything like that, and not going to be a sort of, a, 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 an, well, not even a nasty person. Surely they want they want to know that someone's going to be a compliment to their wedding. Do you know what I mean? Is that true?
1: Absolutely. Well, again, if we think about it from in terms of, well, what does that mean for them? Because everything you said is, is absolutely correct. That they don't want this to happen. They don't want this type of person to, to be there, you know, photographing on their wedding day to be, you know, basically when a couple hires you for their wedding day, they're inviting you in some ways to be a guest because you have a physical presence at Mm. this event Mm. with them and so obviously yes they they want and expect you to behave a certain way in terms of you know and, and and to give like i said the type of experience and i do have another example of that and this is more of a personal one i was a bridesmaid in a wedding a few years back and the photographer was a a woman and she was so acerbic and it it really bothered me personally because she was she's swearing at the groomsmen, you know, get over here, and you know, and 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 giving them it just I mean the the way that she was speaking to him was to me completely inappropriate. But my friend, the bride, who had hired her, not necessarily, she necessarily appreciated her approach, but the reason why she had hired her was because she knew that this photographer was going to be direct with everyone, and that's a a personality that my friend the bride does not have my friend was uh, is, okay. is, the bride was more was is she's a little more reserved and is not as comfortable with saying you know she wasn't going to feel comfortable saying hey you guys get over here quit messing around get away from the keg you know <laughs> come over here it, it was going to be she, so she had someone who was going to step into that gap for her and say hey Come on, guys! Pull it together here, right? So, th- going back to to what we were talking about to start, we have this is another reason we have to be clear about who our ideal couples are because I I haven't had a chance to look at that I, I haven't thought to look at that photographer's website but I I would sure hope that she would clearly say. You know, if you, I have a, a you know, I am a, a confident person. I have no problem directing your grooms. And when people start to get out of line and everything like that, don't worry. I've got your back. I'm going to make sure you get all of the pictures that you need, that you are looking for. And I will make sure that everything happens the way that you want it, even if it means that I have to corral your wedding party together. Because to some people like my friend, that's an attractive feature. But for some people, they don't want that, right? They want their photographer to fade into the background. A- another student of ours that is his style, and he, we have coached him to clearly say that on his website is... I'm going to get the pictures that you didn't even know happened because you didn't even notice I was there. <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah. he, he's like a, like a ghost or, a, you know, the fly on the wall kind of a thing where he is going to capture these moments the day as it happens, because that is what his couples truly desire. So he's not saying I'm going to do this or I am this way. He's saying you want this. That's what I'm going to do for you.
0: OK. Right. So let's imagine then that a bride and groom they've come along to the website. The, the the couple, whoever they are, they've looked at the website. They've decided that they want to meet up with the photographer or the filmmaker. So the website is doing a good thing to start off with. But what sort of classic mistakes do you see photographers and filmmakers making when they first meet the couple who are getting married?
1: I think again, thinking about making sure that we are making it about the mistakes that happen are when the photographer takes it and makes it about them rather than the couple that they share all of the things that they like to do and how their style is and how these this is how I do it instead of flipping that conversation to say you know or to to ask them okay well what are what are your your must have moments that you want f- photographed you know would you like for me to help to direct things? If, you know, things start to get out of hand and people start scattering, do you want me to help direct that? Or would you rather that I approach things, you know, and, and I just capture things as they happen and let them happen naturally? I think that's one of the biggest uh, mistakes is when we we give them essentially our our sales conversation where we just listed out all the things that we do and, and how we operate instead of asking them and bringing them into the conversation and making mm-hmm. them feel like we understand them. But secondly, and I think this this may even be the bigger mistake, is that we provide our pricing right away. Okay. As soon as a couple sits down and, you know, or even at, a lot of times, you know, what we have heard from our students, especially lately, uh, is that when there's not as many opportunities to meet up in person, a couple a lot of times will ask if they can just see, they'll say, what are your prices? And what we will end up doing is because we want to be accommodating, we want to be helpful, we will send over a rate sheet right away. But here's the problem, when we have not had a chance to have a conversation with that couple, when we haven't had a chance to demonstrate what makes us different, how we understand them, then that's how we get stuck in that price conversation. And that's what keeps us just a price and a number to these couples because, think about it, they've reached out to several other, they've likely reached out to several other photographers and asked the same question. And if you've got one photographer that says this rate, another one that says this, and and that's the only information that they have to go on, that's the only information they have to go on. So what are they likely going to do? they're going to choose the cheapest one. It completely devalues our work and and us as professionals because we haven't had a chance to demonstrate that value. So, what we always recommend is that you even if a couple asks, "Can you send me your rates?" To reply and say, yeah, I would be happy to provide you with the rates, but I also want to make sure that I'm the right fit for you. Why don't we hop on a quick call or quick Zoom chat, uh, just spend a few minutes getting to know one another, and I'd be happy to give you my rates. And not as a, you know, if then necessarily kind of, uh, you know, conversation, but just saying, hey, I want to make sure that we're the right fit for each other. And that in most cases, that couple will say, yeah, that's a great idea, because then that gives them a little bit more of a chance, not only to get the information they want, but to also be able to kind of, you know, Know, figure you out a little bit as well and see if it is truly the right fit
0: and in what ways do you see zoom being a completely different platform to meet with somebody you know apart from the obvious apart from the fact that you can't sort of sit down and have a cup of tea with them in real life but what are the other differences regarding uh, from a sales point point of view from a sales perspective how should we be changing the way that we engage with couples over zoom
1: that's a great question i i mean what's wonderful about this is that it's become much more Normalized. It's 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 far more typical now to have those. Whereas uh, you know pre-pandemic, if you suggested a video call, I think people were a little oh, <laughs> I think it, it scared people a little bit. You know, kind of set them off mm-hmm. like, why do we need? Why do you need video? You know, people felt much more comfortable either meeting in person or on a phone call. Video was not as normalized. But now that this has become such an everyday part of life to have these types of conversations, uh, I think first of all, it helps our couples. They, they It does allow them to put their guard down and it is easier for them to be able to see that body language that perhaps in the past if they weren't able to get to, to meet in person with you, what was the likely the other way that they would connect with you would be over phone. Well, you can't tell body language through that that mm-hmm. way. They can't see the way that you are are expressing the way that you're demonstrating how interested you are in speaking with them. And also for you as a professional to read their body language and understand, yeah, they're they're not really into this. Or perhaps if you see them, you know, flinch at a, at a, a sales at, at a price or at a certain area, then you can even ask them, say, you know, I, I'm sensing that that maybe you're not comfortable with that. You know, why what why what are you thinking with that? How can I help you understand that? It gives us it opens up an opportunity for us to connect even better uh, with our couple. So I would I would absolutely recommend that uh, that you incorporate this as part of your your sales strategy. Uh, not only because people tend to be much more open to it, but it like I said, it gives you a much more many more opportunities to be able to read that body language and to provide more uh, customized advice and recommendations based on that.
0: Okay, understood. Is there anything else we should be doing on Zoom in order to increase the conversion rate when we're talking to a couple?
1: Well, make sure you follow up right away. <laughs> I do find that that tends to be, uh, again, something that that people will say is, oh, I know I should have, but, and, and it ends up becoming this, uh, you know, something that we end up kicking ourselves for later. But especially when we can demonstrate that, 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 you know, following up right away, that we do care about their business, that we do care about booking them as a couple. Again, when we take it more from their perspective and and their their experience and how they're seeing everything, it does make it much, more, much easier for them to connect with us. It makes them more likely to feel like they can trust us and that we truly care about more than just a sale, but at the same time that we are providing them with the right information that they need in order to make a decision and it's also important i think for us to remember as professionals that you know they they may have reached out to you you had a great conversation hopefully over you know perhaps over zoom and uh, sent over the information if you hear crickets for a while it doesn't mean that that something went wrong and they're not interested. It's important that we continue to do our due diligence as professionals and to be what, what we call professionally persistent, <laughs> making sure that you are following up, not in a pushy way, not in a salesy way, but continuing to reach out to them until you get one of three answers, that they either reply and say... Thank you very much. We've decided to go in another direction. Number 2, uh, you know, we're we're not sure, but you know, to take us off your list for now. Uh, or 3, yes, I'm interested let's let's move forward. Until you get one of those three answers, we have to continue to reach out to them because life gets busy. These couples are, are working with so much information or information overload coming at them that it is our job as a professionals to continue reaching out to them until they essentially tell us to go away. <laughs> in one way or another.
0: <laughs> so I love that phrase but about being professionally persistent. What are the kind of ways that we can do that by email where I'm thinking that some people might feel like they're coming across as a bit, you know, sleazy, salesy. How can we phrase some of our email wording so that we're not coming across in a sleazy kind of way?
1: Sure, well, what we always recommend is that you think about what it is, what do your couples need to make a decision. What kind of information do they need to make an informed decision so that way that they know, one, what they need to be aware of to make a decision on their photographer, but also, in terms of how you operate and what it's going to be like to work with you so we always recommend there is a a a pacing to these emails that we always recommend and that's to follow a formula that that we call give give ask and i know several others recommend this as well but this is in particular the one that we recommend uh and that is where you get your give this way you're giving twice as much information as you are asking for the sale however you do need to make sure that you are on occasion asking for the sale because we find that a lot of the professionals that we work with they they're either in in one of two camps either they they follow up you know and they they give way too much information and never ask for a sale or they're only sale only sale only sale <laughs> and neither of those methods tend to be effective because mm. our you know the the what has now become a somewhat tried and true you know adage almost a cliche in marketing is that our our clients and our our couples need to know like and trust us right so how are they going to know about us well that's what the give emails are for they're going to know so much more about what it's like to hire a photographer what uh types of questions they might have answered you know the frequently asked questions or things that even perhaps you wish couples would ask about but they they for whatever reason don't tend to ask. Uh you know, including that information so they can perhaps say, "Oh, wow, I didn't think about that, but now you've provided them with valuable information that's going to help them make a decision." But then now and and through the those conversations, those back and forth, they get to know you a little bit, they begin to like you hopefully. That's the goal is that they they can see a little bit more of your personality, your style uh from the the information you're sharing with them. But then once you have also built that trust by showing them hey I'm going to give you useful information without always asking you to you know book another call or check out my packages and pricing here or you know uh, put your deposit down those types of things we've built that trust with them they're going to feel much more confident when they're ready to move forward and to make that decision that they're going to choose you
0: I love the know, like and trust is that, that's a yes. good formula to try to follow actually so that if if the couples that are inquiring if they know less if they like us, if they trust us, they're much more likely to book.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay, got it. So let's jump after the wedding now. Let's imagine then the wedding's all happened, all successfully, got some great photographs f- from it. Instagram tends to be the social media platform of choice for a lot of photographers. What should we be doing? Just sort of taking a selection of pictures and just chucking them up on Instagram? Or should we be more strategic about how we use it?
1: Absolutely more strategic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs>
1: Surprise. But yeah. uh, So what I what I always recommend with this is that, again, keep that conversation going, because what's happening now is not only are you, you know, you're delivering, uh, you know, on that promise that you essentially built with this couple. And and you have now delivered on this by by photographing their day in the style that that you had said that you would, that your presence was as you said it would be. And now it's this is now we're on the tail end of it. So now truly, who are we speaking to? We're speaking to our next clients, aren't we? We're trying to show them that, hey, if if you are like this couple, if you are are if you, this is what you want for your wedding, if these are the photographs that you want for your wedding, I'm the person you should call, right? So making sure that when you put those pictures up there, that one that you are, are being strategic and demonstrating, showcasing your style. And again, I, I'm not sure if I was if I was clear enough earlier. I didn't want to make it sound as though just because you prefer to work within a certain style, that doesn't mean, I'm not saying that you can't flex outside of that style, correct? Mm. It doesn't mm. mean that you have to, you you have to be locked into a certain style and that's all you can do. But we do know that there is far greater success when you are clear about the types of photography that you do, that you offer, the types of uh, images that you are going to provide and the type of experience you're going to provide for those couples that is where there is much more success. So, thinking about your Instagram profile, not only making sure that you are being strategic in those images that they they echo the style that you have have decided that you're going to focus on, but making sure that what you're communicating in your captions, that that is also that you are talking about instead of saying something which I see from a lot of photographers. Oh, I loved this couple. They were so fabulous to work with. Oh, I just love them. Congratulations. Again, wonderful. You can include it in there, but I would highly recommend that you also include in there. uh, You talk about what made this couple so great to work with? What was so special about their day? And furthermore, why this couple was the right one for you? Why you guys were such a good fit together? Why you meshed so well? Well, likely because you shared the same philosophy on how you wanted the wedding day to be photographed, how you wanted it to be captured. And basically saying, when they came to me and they said that they just wanted to feel like, like they just had a photographer follow them throughout the day The day I knew that this was, oh, we were, this is the beginning of a beautiful relationship, right? You know, something like that depends on what your writing style is and what your personality is. But think about what it is that you're trying to communicate about that particular photo. Perhaps you could talk about the style that in which you took it and say, you know, my couple's love. To have this photographed, or they, prefer, they, my couples love when this, uh, this moment is captured, you know, and it's mine as well. Always taking it from them first, you second, and making sure that you communicate this because that's what we're trying to make sure is that we're demonstrating to these hopefully new couples that are going to now hire us for their wedding that we get them. And this is again, this is how we're building that know, like, and trust, and making sure that they know what we can provide. They can feel confident and trust us in the work that we are doing for them and the experience they're going to get. And I do have another strategic element that I find is is very often overlooked. And this is tends to this is a little bit more technical, I guess, rather than thinking about like experiences and things like that. But always make sure that you tag a location. Because one of the biggest issues that that all of our, our clients, uh, you know, at Bookmore Brides that they face is, is being found. That's why they come to us. They're not sure how to be found online without spending, you know, thousands in advertising or anything. And sometimes an ad strategy is a smart strategy to incorporate in. It, you know, there's a lot of different factors going into that. But We have to make sure that no matter what you're doing from an ad perspective, that you are using those organic methods of outreach to get as visible as we can. And one of the ways that you can do that on Instagram is to tag a location, because what it's essentially doing is putting a a pin on the map of where this photograph was taken. And then what's gonna happen is Instagram says, oh, okay, so this was taken at this particular venue, which is located in this city, which is located in this county, which is located in this, you know, here in the United States, this state, uh, you know, which is in the United States. And what they start doing is they're now they're able to, because now they know the location, they're able to push that out to people who live in that state, that county, that city, that area and are looking for wedding related content. It just makes it easier for the algorithm to be able to find you online.
0: And then of course, it's not just about the relationships that you're building with people at the venues. It's all about helping that algorithm and then helping you get found by other people. Uh, Kate, tell me a little bit about Book More Brides. You've mentioned it a couple of times. What is the Academy? Mm-hmm. And and maybe anyone listening to this right now, how can they find out a little bit more about it?
1: Absolutely, well, Book More Brides uh, is really, Focused on again the marketing and, and business side, uh, growing your business online uh, through through digital and online methods, uh, marketing and sales education. Essentially, what we do is we help you to be found online and to book more sales. And we have several different ways to do that. We have yeah, kind of uh, do-it-yourself uh, methods. You know, we have something called the Acceleration Membership, which tends to be uh, much more if if you're uh, especially perhaps working full-time and and building towards uh, becoming a more full-time photographer, uh, that could be a good start for you. But we do also offer something called the Growth Academy, and that is a coaching and education uh, program. It's a 12-month program that really helps you to deep dive into every area of your marketing and sales and give you some really strong tips. And we've had some really wonderful successes from our students that have been able to, uh, you know, that perhaps before uh, had had that beautiful work, you know, and, and really were wonderful what they did, but just it was what what my husband Nick always calls is the billboard in the woods, meaning you're this wonderful business, but nobody knows about you because your billboard is in the middle of the woods. So what we do is help you take that billboard metaphorically and put it by the the freeway. So that way more people are able to see you online, to find you and know how amazing you are. So that is essentially what we do.
0: I see. Okay. And you're coming from North America. I'm, I'm going to presume that you've got some people that are using your service that are outside of North America. It's not just like it's an, an American service.
1: Yes, absolutely. We do work with uh, with professionals from all around the world. We actually have uh, several uh, in that currently in the Growth Academy right now. But uh, through our Acceleration membership and some of our other uh, direct programs, uh, we do have several from the UK. Uh, we have Australia, several other areas around the world. So absolutely, uh, because these these principles that we teach are truly timeless and foundational uh, for your business and we just happen to specialize in the wedding area of things but we do also have several other especially photographers where uh, the one photographer I mentioned earlier with the light bright style she also uh, her her other big area of her business is senior portraits uh, for for high school seniors and so that we've worked with her on that and helping her to do that because your business is your is is your whole business you know whether it's weddings or anything else? Uh, we really help you to be found online, and like I said, we just happen to specialize in the wedding space.
0: Talking of being found online, how can people find Bookmore Brides online? Is it BookmoreBrides.com?
1: Yes, BookmoreBrides.com, oh, and uh, definitely come. <laughs> yes, it, we we try to make it as simple as possible, right? <laughs> and uh, and absolutely come, give us a follow on Instagram. Also, more Brides. Uh, I'd be happy to connect with you as well. Uh, my my Instagram handle is just Kate Story, and I would be happy to uh, to connect with anybody and. Uh, and let me know if if you uh, are coming from the the podcast here I would love to say hi and uh, this has been such a, a wonderful chat to be able to speak with you and, and to uh, talk about photography in particular because while it's it's a skill that I personally wish that I had I, my, my mind tends to be more in the writing realm it's a realm I, it's something I truly appreciate and I love helping photographers to understand that they can, be a strong photographer and and be able to share their gift and their talent while also be paid for it as well.
0: Awesome. That sounds fantastic. That really does. Well, Kate, thank you for being here. Thank you for giving up your time and talking to us about some of these ways that we can all increase that conversion rate, I guess, and essentially get more brides better uh, or book more brides. So thank you for your time. Thank you for being here today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: So that was Kate's story from Bookmore Brides coming to us from the US and giving us some real actions to swipe and deploy today on our websites for when we engage with brides and for when we're working through that sales process. Kate, thank you for coming on to this episode of the podcast. Super great to talk to you. To find out more about Kate and her husband, Nick, and to check out Bookmore Brides, then just visit bookmorebrides.com and you can find out everything you need there.